Welcome to Atmosphere Church. My name is Jim Cruz and I'm the lead pastor. We're a new non-denominational life-giving church located in the Conejo Valley, just west of Los Angeles. Let me just say on behalf of all of us here at Atmosphere, thank you for downloading or streaming this service. We pray that it'll touch your heart and change your life. In addition to bringing you today's service, we wanna make ourselves available to you in any way we can. Please leave a comment if you need prayer or if you wanna speak with one of our leaders in any struggle that you may be facing right now, we will be sure to respond to anything you need in your life. Here at Atmosphere, we believe that we should never forsake the gathering together with other believers. Don't use this recorded service as your church experience. Get involved in the local church to the extent that the people there know you by name. If you live in the Southern California area, we would love to invite you to be a part of our community. For more information about our church, go to our official webpage at atmosphere.church. Finally, there's a lot of man hours that are put behind making services and resources like this available that are meant to help you grow and develop as a disciple of Jesus Christ. So if this service and our other resources bless you, would you consider giving back to Atmosphere Church to support not just these things, but to also support the creation of even more resources for you and really for others who are also desiring to grow in their faith. To make a financial donation, simply click on the link on our site that says donate and your gift of any amount is greatly appreciated. Remember, when you give to Atmosphere Church, you're actually giving through Atmosphere to change lives in our church in our city and literally around the world. We've already prayed for you that today's message would speak directly to your heart and empower you to live the life that God has called you to live. Enjoy the service. We are ending our summer today, and it's uh, maybe you're excited that the summer is ending, maybe you're bummed the summer is ending, but we're ending on a good note. Matter of fact, Psalm 100 is gonna take us right from summer to Thanksgiving. We're going to skip all of September and October. We're just going to go right into November. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but it is. It is a psalm of thanksgiving. And if you read the Bible, you will know that woven in to not just psalms, but woven in to all of the books of the Bible is this attitude of gratitude. This gratefulness that God wants us to embrace so that we can live lives that are grateful. And so as we look at this this morning, I just want to tell you that, that maybe you came here and you're not real super grateful for things in your life. Maybe you're in a season right now where things aren't necessarily going right for you. And maybe things that you've been asking God for, maybe you haven't been seeing him deliver. And so much of our culture wants us to focus on what's wrong with our life and what we don't have in our life, that we get kind of stuck in this negativity. And so Psalm 100 is going to shake us awake this morning, and it's going to show us that we should be the most grateful people walking on this planet because God is with us. And so let me pray this and we'll jump into this just five verse Psalm here, Psalm 100. Father, I thank you so much, God, for the way you have already prepared our souls through this amazing worship that we were able to do. And God, I know some of us may have uh, just did some singing 
and we thought, man, we're not really feeling it this morning. We're tired. Things aren't going the way we want them to go, God, but we're going to declare it anyway. God, I pray that, Lord, you give us that spirit of a grateful heart this morning, that, God, you would use the psalm this morning to awaken us to the amazing things that, Lord, not only have you accomplished, but things that you are in the process of accomplishing in our lives. And we thank you in advance for how you're going to do that. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen. I, I was thinking about this. One of the other psalms, and of course, we don't have time to unpack every psalm. We would be in the book of Psalms for three years, as we talked about last week. But Psalm 136, verse 1. It says, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his loving kindness is everlasting. Now, now there is this, this idea of just being thankful. And I saw a video a couple of years ago. I, I think some church did it. Just, just how like unappreciative we are of things that we get familiar with. You know, things that are just constants in your life, you start taking them for granted and you don't really see the value in them anymore because they're just always there in your life. Like what if our mindset changed and we, we just started appreciating all the little details of our lives? It would look very much like this guy. Watch this. I'm alive. I'm alive. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Hey, Christine, you're here too. I love you. I know. Dad, what's happening? Honey, the power works. It's coming. It goes on and off. Whatever we want. <laughs> We've got clean water. Oh, that's great. Look at that. Ooh. I bet I know what this does. Rain down the glorious water. Ah, shoes. Oh, what do we got here, guys? Food. Mm, I love food. Mm, I'm, mm, I'm food. Mm, I have work. This is awesome. Look, look at here. Hey, the what? Dad, be careful. Ooh. I have a car. Did you guys see this? Yeah, you have a car. Oh a car! <laughs> and don't forget your coffee. You're the best. Oh, <laughs> uh, I just love that. But some of you have met people like this, right? That just when, when something good is happening in their life, they just can't contain it. And, and I, I just, I don't know, maybe I'm weird. I'm attracted to people like that, that are just excited. I call them, you know, the tiggers of the world. Like, you know, tigger from Winnie the Pooh. I just, I love people like that. And, and I, I saw this quick clip of this, uh, I don't know if he was a dad or just a crazy uncle at a graduation ceremony uh, for a family member, but I'm like, this is the kind of joy, this is the kind of excitement that I want to live my life with. Go and watch this. Great shot. Yeah. 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 
this. is a guy that is just full of appreciation. I, I watched that like a dozen times, man. And, and it's hard to watch that without smiling. Why? Because we like that. We like excitement. We like that kind of contagious spirit. We want it around us more and more. And this is what the psalmist is breaking down for us in Psalm 100. Uh, if you uh, have uh, these verses up. I want to put up uh, Psalm 100, uh, verse 3. It says, uh, Know the Lord himself is God. It is he who has made us, not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. So he's excited. We're going to come into God's house. We're going to celebrate all that God is doing. Why? Because he's God. He created us. He put us on this planet and then not only that, but if you really think about it, there's three things that verse 3 really spells out for us about why we should be so grateful for what God has done. Number one, it says he created you. Number two, you belong to him, that, that you're his people. And thirdly, is he cares for you like a shepherd that watches over his flock. And we did Psalm 23, and, and we talked about how God is our shepherd. But he cares for you. You belong to him. He created you. And having this knowledge should wake something up deep in your soul to appreciate God more in your life. And I like how verse 4 and 5 is read in the message. It says this. It says, Enter with the password, thank you. Don't you love that? Enter with, with the password, thank you. When you're coming into the presence of God, enter with the password, thank you. Make yourselves at home talking praise. Thank him, worship him, for God is sheer beauty, all generous in love, loyal always and forever. So here the psalmist is saying, there's three more things. If those first three things weren't enough for you to really appreciate God and, and to be very thankful and grateful in your life, let me throw three more on you. That God is sheer beauty. He is all generous in love. And he is loyal always. Or another way of saying that, he's faithful even when we're unfaithful. And the psalmist is saying, having this in our minds, nobody should be able to contain themselves. We all should be like that dad or that crazy uncle and just be like, are you kidding me? God is in my life. He is sheer beauty. He's all generous in love. He's faithful even when I'm unfaithful to him. Now, this concept, remember, is woven into the entire Bible. So let's fast forward. Let's go to the New Testament where the Apostle Paul writes to the Colossian church and, he, and he's giving them a pep talk. He's encouraging them. 
And check out what he says in Colossians 4, verse 2. He says, devote yourselves to prayer, keeping alert in it with an attitude of thanksgiving. This is so important for your faith that you are grateful. Because we, we know, because I just played for you, what gratefulness looks like. But we are living in a culture that I would say really, for the most part, is not very grateful. And what happens when we let ungratefulness kind of slide into our lives, what then follows right behind it is this sense of entitlement. Like, I deserve this. And it's that, that attitude of ungratefulness, honestly, that causes most of our relationship issues. Now, if you're married here this morning, chances are there's been a moment in your marriage where you didn't feel like your spouse was really appreciating you. Come on, if you're married, you know. Or maybe even you're not married. Maybe you're just dating, and you're like, yeah, I kind of felt that way this morning. And, and you know, I've been married 26 years to my beautiful wife. And there have been seasons that are just busy in my life. Seasons to where maybe I don't say thank you when I should. And, and she just kind of does what she does as my wife and as a good mother would do. And we, we've had some friction over the years. Because both of us, at certain moments in the 26 years that we've been married, have felt like the other was kind of unappreciative for the things that we're doing. So even in our relationships with other people, we know that the value of that relationship raises by the more you appreciate it. So, so if you want a stronger marriage, if you're married here today, then I'm going to give you the best advice anybody could ever give you as a married person. Appreciate your spouse more than you have. Say thank you, even for the littlest of things. Now, taking the same concept in mind, let's move it towards our relationship with God. If, if being thankful and grateful in the relationships that we enjoy with other people helps make our relationships better, think about how your relationship with God is going to get better the more you are grateful and appreciative for the things that God has done, is doing, and is about to do in your life. It's going to raise the relationship tremendously. Matter of fact, being grateful, I believe, produces many things. But because of time, I'm going to give you my top three. And you might want to write these down. But, but let me just tell you, being a grateful person. Number one, it produces a better attitude. We just talked about the attitude of thanksgiving gives you a better attitude. Now, with ungratefulness, you know what also tends to kind of be next to it besides entitlement is complaining. Have you noticed in our society, in our culture, that we actually have conversations based upon the things that are wrong in our life. Like, like we, we complain to one another. I, I don't know how many of you can, can remember the last time you complained about something. Maybe you were like me trying to get to the stadium and it took you an hour to get around the stadium because you made a wrong turn. 
I got to admit, I was complaining. And you know, let, let me tell you something about complaining. It doesn't look good on any of us. My son's here this morning, and he just sat in the back, and he's just quiet going, there's dad again. <laughs> yeah. I'm a pastor, but I'm also a human being. And I get frustrated like you do on that 101. Yeah, I love, I love this amazing, and I'm so appreciative of this. One thing I'm not appreciative of is the 101 freeway. <laughs> not appreciative of that. But you know what? You, can, can, can you follow me here? You can get into a spirit of complaining. Like it just starts overtaking your life. And, and pretty soon you find yourself complaining about everything. And, and the more that we slip into this mode of complaining, the more we are getting stuck in our lives. Matter of fact, if you think about the children of Israel, when they were wandering in the wilderness, that the chief thing that, that God had against the Israelites was their lack of appreciation for the miracles that he kept doing for them. He would do this amazing miracle and, and they would look right past it and look right at their current circumstance and complain. It really was frustrating God because of their complaint. But because they complain, they remain. And as long as you complain, you're going to remain. You're going to be stuck in the position that you're in. I mean, our culture is so bad at complaining. I was reading this. A man who robbed a Wendy's in Atlanta was so put off by his skimpy haul in the robbery that he called the restaurant twice to voice his disapproval of how much. It says that's better. That's better than what police say Arthur Bundridge did Bundridge approached a Syracuse New York bank teller and demanded $20,000. When he got home, he discovered he'd been shortchanged. In outrage, he stormed back to the bank to tell them what he thought of their service, and that's when he was arrested. I was telling that to my son. He goes, Dad, I think that man was on crack. Like, who, who would do that? Our culture is so lost in complaining. We just kind of lose our heads. So if you, if you want to shift your attitude, then it starts with being thankful. The Apostle Paul wrote to the Thessalonian church, and, and this is what he said. He said, always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances. How many circumstances, church? In all your circumstances. For this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Have you ever asked, what is God's will for my life? It's right there it is. Boom, there it is. Here's the idea. The will of God is for you to be a person that is grateful for what he's done, what he's doing, and what he's about to do. Be joyful. And here's the thing. It's easy to be joyful when you're thankful. It's easy to be joyful when you're thankful. Why? Because being thankful shifts your mindset. And if you think about gratitude isn't just a virtue, it's not something noble. It goes to the very heart of what it means to follow Jesus, Paul would say. His, 
God's design, his intention, his purpose, his plan for you and for me is to be people full of gratitude. The desire of who God desires us to be are people that are grateful. And and when we start walking in that gratefulness, something gets unlocked inside of us. Matter of fact, very often I think, honestly, as a pastor, I should just do three sermons and put them on repeat. Because if we get three things down, the life that God wants us living with here on this earth, the resurrected life, will be unleashed. And that is simply love God, love people, be grateful. If if we can get those three things down, we've got this life. And so this is what Paul is talking about in 1 Thessalonians. He's saying, if you step into this, you are unlocking the very essence of who God has created you to be. And what's crazy is the Bible said this thousands of years ago, and psychologists are now just catching on to this phenomenon. Saying the more grateful you are, the more happy you feel. Check this video out. Did you know expressing gratitude is scientifically proven to make you happier? Here's the deal. Humans operate on what's called a hedonic treadmill. It means we generally stabilize at one level of happiness. Going to a party or going to the beach might perk you up for a minute, but generally your level of happiness stays constant, whether you spend a day at the park or at the doctor. Basically, we take the things that make us happy for granted, so they stop psyching us up. By practicing gratitude and constantly examining what you're thankful for and why, you stop ignoring what makes you happy. Essentially, being actively grateful will make you a happier person. But don't take my word for it. Dr. Robert Emmons, a psych professor at UC Davis and author of Thanks, The New Science of Gratitude Can Make You Happier, has been doing experiments on gratitude for more than a decade. For example, Dr. Emmons gave 300 people journals and divided these people into three groups. One group had to write daily lists of things that they were grateful for. Another group had to write daily lists of things that annoyed them. And the last group, well, they could write about whatever popped in and out of their minds. Batman, strawberries, whatever. Emmons found that people who wrote about things that they were grateful for had a much higher level of well-being than the other two groups. Not only that, they slept better and exercised more. Group A's simple act of writing down what they were thankful for seemed to kickstart their brains. I love when science proves the Bible. Thousands of years ago, Paul is writing this letter, and everything that he is saying is true. So some of you, if you want an attitude shift, it's, it's not as complicated as you might think. You think, like, I just, I'm in this state of complaining all the time. Hey, stop complaining. Or how about this? Every time you complain, play a game with yourself. I'm going to be thankful for something. We did this years ago at the Vegas Church, and some of you have these little uh, wristbands that we handed out, and every time uh, we caught ourselves complaining, we would take the wristband off one wrist and, and put it on the next wrist. And what was interesting about this phenomenon is we're complaining more often than we realize. And maybe you want to do that, maybe not, but my thinking is, what if instead of doing the wristband challenge, what if... Every time you catch yourself complaining, you follow it up with something that you're grateful for. And you're going to see an attitude shift. Here's the second thing. 
Gratitude or being grateful produces more peace. And we can all use a little more peace in our lives. Am I right? Say amen, church. Come on. Philippians 4, 6, and 7, it says, Never worry about anything. But in every situation, let God know what you need in prayers and requests. While what, church? While giving thanks. Then God's peace, which goes beyond anything we can imagine, will guard your thoughts and emotions through Christ Jesus. So as we're connecting with God... We're being thankful with him in prayer. We're being thankful with him for the things that he's done, the things that he's doing, and the things that he's about to do. And what happens is in this process, God gives us peace. Because what's happening is the reason we get so caught up in worry is we get stuck in all the things that are wrong in our life. And when we allow those things to kind of get piled up and, and, and we start to get overwhelmed with all these things that are wrong, all these things that, that aren't right, and, and it kind of starts overwhelming us. And see, what being grateful does is it focuses our attention on not what's wrong, but it shifts us to think about all the things that are right. And, and when you get into this mentality, because we talked about fear and anxiety last week, but, but here's like the second part of this. If you want to work anxiety out of your life, if you want to work worry out of your life, then one of the biggest antidotes that you can add to your life is being more grateful in the situations that you're going in. Because I know there are things that are wrong in your life. I know it. Because you live in a broken, fallen world. But I also know there are things that are right in your life. And when you begin thinking about the things that are right in your life and then just pausing and going, whoa, God, I, I've taken all of these things for granted because the thing that is wrong is screaming at me. The things that are right are just kind of sitting there in, in like autopilot in cruise control. We're not thinking. They're not in the forefront of our thinking. But the moment we bring them to the forefront of our thinking and we begin thanking God for those things, boom, you have more peace in your life. I'm telling you. Scripture is there so that we can meditate on it and, and think about the things that are right in your life. As a matter of fact, I, I have this slide I want to put up. It says, when you are thanking God for what's right, you're less likely to get stuck on what's wrong. Oh, that's so good. Here, here's the third part, and that is gratitude or being grateful produces a generous spirit. It's true, because, see, a lot of times we're focused on what we don't have, and, and so we're always trying to get something else in our life. I, I was laughing the other day because, you know, in the process of moving, uh, we kind of downsized the square footage of our space right now, so we had to go get a storage locker, and it's amazing to me that storage in America is a multi-billion dollar business. And part of the problem are, is there are a lot of people in this nation like I am. I'm a hoarder, all right? I, I still have my Blockbuster membership kit. I, 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 found, I literally found that in one of my moving boxes. I go, what am I doing? And Tara's like, you know what? Just, just leave the room. And I'm going to take care of some of this stuff. 
because we can't afford another storage locker with this stuff that we have no uh, real need or use for. But, but here's the problem with this, is we're so fixed on getting more that we hold on tightly to the stuff that we already have. So as long as our mentality is about all the stuff that we don't have, that we tend to be clingy to the things that we do have. And, and when you start being grateful, and, you, and, and as that old hymn says, as you start counting your blessings, and you name them one by one, and all of a sudden you have this big old long list of all the things that you have in your life, pretty soon you're like, whoa, I, I have so much stuff I can share with other people who maybe don't have this stuff. It changes your mentality, and instead of trying to, to be greedy, we become so much more generous. Matter of fact, there was a study that was just released by the Templeton Giving Survey, and they just released this two years ago, and they said that people that are grateful more often donate more money and volunteer more hours per year than people that aren't grateful. There's something to be said when it comes to our generosity and our ability to be grateful. There are things that you have that are amazing. And a lot of it is treasure, a lot of it is your time, and a lot of it is your talent. Those are the three main things that we possess. And, and as you begin counting your blessings one by one, you realize, you know what? Man, God, maybe the blessing that you've given me is so that I can become a blessing to somebody else that has a legitimate need in their life. I'm telling you, being grateful, church, is not just a biblical mandate for us that follow Jesus. It looks super good on you. And people are attracted to it. People are drawn to it when you start practicing this attitude of being thankful. I'm gonna have the worship band come up. And you, you might be wondering why there is this little card on your seat. And, and you're thinking, some of you opened it thinking that it was a card for you. And you're going, okay, this is a thank you card, but it's blank. What does that mean? That I have nothing to be thankful for? We, we want to be a church that applies what we learn from God's word. And so I, I thought of a creative idea of how we can kind of end this morning's talk. And normally we stand and we worship and we sing the song, but um, I, I want you, as bizarre as this may sound, I, I want you to write a thank you note to God. Some of you, you've kept gratitude journals maybe for a long time in your life. And, and I will say this, that, that people that have a gratitude journal by their nightstand, by their bedside, and, and spend 15 minutes a night before they go to sleep and write down the things they're grateful for, actually, studies have said, sleep better. So if you have a hard time sleeping, I, I recommend this. But, but what we're gonna do is we're gonna write a thank you note to God. I, I know some of your stories 
And, and you're like, one card is not enough, Pastor. I, I, I need like a whole journal to tell God how I feel about what he's done for my life. I get that. But we're gonna sing this song. And I, I don't want you to feel compelled like you have to sing. I, I want you to just use this music to inspire something, one thing that you need to declare to God today that you appreciate. And perhaps the biggest thing of all is the fact that he sent his son to this world who gave his life so that you could be forgiven of your sin and be given everlasting life. Maybe you can't think of anything practical in your life. I will tell you, that right there should fill a whole notebook. That basically you had a prison sentence because of your failures and because of your sin. But Jesus stepped out of heaven and onto this planet so that he could take the sentence that you deserve upon himself so that you could be set free. That's amazing. And the more grateful you are for that moment and all the other things that God is doing in your life, I'm telling you, something inside is going to be unlocked and you are going to be living out the life that God wants you to live. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. And if you need a pen, if you didn't bring a pen, we have pins for you. So just raise your hand and say, I didn't bring a pen. And one of our ushers and, and guest services guys will give you a pen. And, and here's how we'll do this. Some of you are very quick writers. You're going to be done with this project in a minute. Others of you are going to be like me. You're going to take some time. You take the time you need. But, but when you're done, I just want you to take that note and stand to your feet and you can sing along the song and just hold that card up as your token and say, God, I, this is my heart towards you that, that maybe, maybe God forgive me for taking these things for granted and not really appreciating what you've done in my life and what you're doing in my life and what you're about to do for my life. God, I just, I just want to say thank you. And, and you can stand to your feet and that way we'll know when everybody's done too. And then when we do the offering here in a moment, I want you to turn those in as your way of just saying, man, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give these to God. I, I want us to highlight some of them. I, I want us on social media this week, you don't have to put your name and your story, but maybe something that you write is not just for you. Maybe something you write today is going to be used by God to help somebody else get unstuck from their place of complaining or, or their place of taking things for granted in their life, this entitlement. Father, we, there's such a sweet spirit in this place today. And God, I believe it's an overflow of the grateful hearts that we've come before you today with. God, help us to become more grateful. Help us to raise our gratitude more and more every day that we get to live on this planet.
God, may we be the most grateful people that our coworkers run into, that our neighbors meet. Help us to be those people, God. And as we give you our thanks, Lord, we just thank you as a church, God, for the way that you have miraculously provided everything that it has taken to launch a brand new church. God, you've provided it all. God, just as a pastor, I just want to say thank you. God, I just want to say thank you for the beautiful blended family, God, that you have created and how you've sent people from all different places to create this amazing, loving new community called Atmosphere Church. I just want to say thank you as the pastor. Thank you, God, for not just what you've done. God, I thank you for the new season that we're walking into, God, the lives that are going to be changed. Lord, the people that are going to be healed, the families that are going to be restored. God, we just say thank you for this new season that is upon us. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thank you for tuning in today to another message from Atmosphere Church. If this message has spoken to your heart, would you take a moment and share it with your friends? You can connect with us on YouTube, iTunes Podcast, Facebook, Twitter, and even on Instagram. Simply do a search for Atmosphere Church through these various platforms and click either the follow or subscribe buttons. It's another great way for us to be able to stay connected with you. And until next time, we pray you'll keep the faith, spread the hope, and live the love. God bless you.